Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, Kara. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for joining me on Feathers in My Hair. Thank you so much for having me on Feathers in My Hair. I'm excited. Do you, do you want to talk about Kim and Kanye getting a divorce first? Uh, yeah. I still, I, you know, it's weird, right? Because we find ourselves in situations where we like, we know that things are an inevitability. Uh-huh. And when it actually happens, it's like, I, I just, I still need time to gather my thoughts, you know? You know, what's funny. I think literally like five days ago, I tweeted and I was like, whatever happened to Kim and Kanye's divorce? Because I had <laughs> a realization that we hadn't heard anything about it. And then the news dropped and I am obviously not surprised, although I don't know, I'm a little surprised because I'm always suspicious of these Kim and Kanye divorce stories because how many like reputable divorce story- stories have we had, you know what sure. I mean, in the last couple mm-hmm. years? Yeah. So I'm like a little surprised it actually happened. And I also feel like, I guess the question now is like, will it get messy? Yeah. Yeah, it will. I think, right? It has to. And I, you know, I think we all, when you say, will it get messy? You mean like, what is Kanye going to do? Literally. (laughs) That's exactly what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's a real um, wild card you know, to say the least. So yeah, I mean, I feel like one day I'm going to go onto Twitter and he's going to start trending and then I'm going to have to look mm-hmm. and it's going to be some mess. So I kind of, okay. My kind of speculation is that Kim has wanted to get divorced for a while and kind of was letting Kanye go off the rails 100%. for a while. So like yeah. once Like anything Kanye says, I'm not sure I believe, you know, because he's been so wild for the last couple of years. Like if this divorce happened four years ago and he was like, Kim fucked Van Jones, I'd be like, wow, Kim fucked Van Jones. But now I'm like, Kanye's nuts. Like he's an asshole. Who fucking knows? I don't believe anything he says. And I feel like this was maybe strategic on Kim's end, like let his public image get worse and worse and worse. So the shit he tweets, everyone's like, okay, Kanye. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely his own worst enemy. I think, yeah, I think you're completely right that she is taking the PR high road, but in a way it's kind of a low road, you know? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) she knows what he's like. Yeah, and I think the reality is, is like Kim wanted four kids. I think she really likes being Kim Kardashian West. I think that just that last meltdown was like, the end I think that's when she was like can't go any further yeah I mean to me their divorce announcement was when she announced that she had voted for Biden (laughs) (laughs) like that's all I needed to know (laughs) yeah yeah that's true um I kind of feel like since she put out that statement that was like please leave me alone like we're going through like a family health crisis I felt Mm -hmm. like that was kind of her like I don't know. I feel like since then they've seemed not married to me. Yeah. She was really setting the foundation for like, you guys don't put me in this. He has all the tools and capabilities to help himself and he chooses not to. I tried. So there's literally nothing more that I can do. Which is a true statement. Like what can somebody do? What can she do? I mean, 
there's a million things that Kim can do differently and other things, you know, sure. there's a million things wrong. And I will say though, like I, she's wrong. She's right. in that she can't do anything about his mental health stuff. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so why were you hyping him up running for president? Like why yeah. the thing with Kim is like, she's right. Like she can't do anything for his mental health. But then at the same time, like she goes on these, like my husband is a genius rants and I'm like, okay, so stop hyping him up like this. <laughs> like, yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean she definitely has made her mistakes and she does things that are like a bit hypocritical has done things that were hypocritical um yeah it's just uh yeah i feel like you know i'm giving it till friday before he wilds the fuck out and he says things that he probably shouldn't yeah that could definitely be right friday sounds good uh who do you think that she goes for next i've seen some speculations like i think she's gonna stay far away from athletes i don't think that's her jam anymore like honestly it's gonna be a van jones type of character i think yeah i mean i had that conversation with troy on Gonzo where i think he's a going to be white Mm. and b he's gonna be like somebody in a reputable industry I think she could get like some tech startup guy exactly I said like an Alexis Ohanian type yes like that's where I see her going exactly (laughs) especially someone who doesn't I've seen some people say maybe a politician but I don't personally think so I think she's a little too messy for that like I think the Kardashian brand is too messy for a real politician but like somebody like tech bros like fucking love fame and like love what the Kardashians could bring for them I think like Mm -hmm. I think she needs somebody who is very successful in their own right but also like messy and really wants like to take his fame to the next level that will be it so it's going to be some like weird billionaire guy totally totally Paris is going to introduce her to like some because I think her fiance Uh one of those types it's going to be yeah it's gonna be some dude who has like money that doesn't really make sense and is a little bit dubious but yeah nobody I totally agree with that interesting that you think he'll be white yeah I could see that or maybe even like Iranian like some like some Middle Eastern guy Mm -hmm. totally European maybe yeah yeah Yeah. I don't think he's gonna be black yeah I don't think now that I'm saying it I wouldn't be surprised if he's also not American yep totally because that might be a little easier too to have a non like somebody who's just not as the reality is is that whoever dates a Kardashian general, but especially I would think Kim, like they have to not be that concerned about their reputation and especially their reputation in the United States. Exactly, because I think much with anything like the way that people outside of America view. The Kardashians is different than how their reputation here. I think they view them as sillier, like, like, you know, like, just like, like less to be concerned about, like, oh, those silly Kardashians, as opposed to like, the reason a politician in America couldn't date Kim is because they would have to be constantly answering questions about all of the, I hate to use this word, problematic shit that Kim Kardashian does. And I think if she's with like a European or a Middle Eastern guy, like people are just like, those dumb Kardashians. But like, it kind of ends at that. It's not, at least from what I can kind of tell, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, anybody that's listening, I don't think it's like, they're so, they're not famous enough internationally, I think, to be so hated like they are in the United States. Yeah, people aren't as passionate about disliking them over yeah. there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what 
I mean, I'll be in, I think that she's going to continue to hype Kanye up forever because I think she is obsessed with the idea of Kanye being her kid's father. Like, I think for her that like above all else and like, honestly props to her. Like she got one of the most successful musicians of all time and not just like successful musicians, but like celebrated genius musicians Uh of all time to be the father of all four of her children. And I think she's going to hype that up forever. And I think that Kim really is interested in it, not getting that messy, not just for her shit and like publicity wise, because we all know all publicity is good part publicity, the Kardashians. But like, I think that for Kim, it like, really matters that Northwest father is Kanye West. I, I, yeah, I could not agree with you more. It, yeah, it's a prestige thing for her, definitely. As opposed to Courtney, who it's like, who gives a fuck who's got it? <laughs> right. Can you imagine if those kids were like Chris Humphrey's children? <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. No, Kim I think I- Kim got what she needed. Yeah, my only question is, I wonder if she's going to do like a Countess Luann, are we going to keep the West? Are we going back to Kardashian? So I did see some people be like, well, all of her brands are Kim Kardashian West, but Skims is the one that matters now. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's an accident that Skims is called Skims. Well, wait, remember, what did she call it first? (laughs) What Um, was it called? Like Geisha? (laughs) What was the Japanese? um... (laughs) Something with Asia. Yeah. What is it? What do they call? um, Kimono or something? Yes. It was kimono. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not great, but I do think it's not a coincidence that she has pushed the hardest into skims because skims can be by Kim Kardashian. I think the beauty stuff, she may keep it KKW. um, But also I don't think the beauty matters as much. That's just like the beauty shit is just the beauty shit. Like she has that because why not? But I think she actually cares about skims and yeah. that will be easy to transition because it's called skims, not Kim Kardashian West beauty. Right. And she already sold most of her stock to, or steak to Cody. So just like oh. Kylie. Uh, yeah. Kylie. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't I don't matter. think, I don't think she'll keep Kim Kardashian West only because it's, I think, she won't pull Countess Luann because we knew her as Kim Kardashian first. So I think right. it'll be easy for her to just be Kim Kardashian. But I also don't think she'll be like hard separating herself from Kim Kardashian West. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I'm feeling better. Thank you for bringing this up. You're welcome. Feel- and then the next guy, she will, I think, like go hard taking his last name. Yeah. I think it's going to be like yeah well she's gonna have seven husbands like she is our elizabeth taylor i don't know why like sometimes i'm like am i the only one that understands that kim is our elizabeth taylor like yeah i wonder if it's gonna be sort of like a not as short-lived as chris humphreys but it's gonna be like uh, like Like a couple years yeah an intense flash in the pan relationship yeah, I yeah, I I'm could see that. Too. I bet the next one will be like from start to finish, including a marriage, like three and a half years, maybe. Mm. And then after that, it will be like a long-term one, and then he'll die, and then she'll have like two more short ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I do see her having like a long-term person that she doesn't marry. A partner, yeah. Yeah. I could see that because that would also give her a lot of attention, like always getting to answer like why they're not married, like the Curdy, the Curdy, the Goldie and Kurt of it all. Like, you know, anytime anybody sits down with Goldie Hawn, they're like, their literal first question is like, so why didn't you marry Kurt Russell? 
Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's all anybody cares about. They've been together for how many years? 40 fucking years at this point, because that Russell child is old. He's a full grown up. Full on. So they've been together for since the early 80s, I think. And still, no matter what they do, either of them, the first question is like, so are you ever going to get married? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, staying stronger than 90% of Hollywood relationships. And yet it's not enough for anybody. Yeah. So I think I could definitely see Kim doing that angle. Also, like, did she take the baby bar? Like, what the fuck is going on with that? (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. Um, With the path that she took, you have like, you know, a lot more stricter guidelines. Yeah. Um, So there was, uh, given her, like you only had three, she would only have three opportunities to take that test. Okay. And for people that don't know, like, because she's going the non-law school route, which I actually think is kind of cool. And I think law school education in the United States is so fucked up anyway. So I'm fine with that, but you have to take this test called the baby bar, which Mm -hmm. is basically like certifying, like, I have enough understanding that I'm like, can continue on with like the apprentice, the apprenticeship studies that I'm doing, basically being like, I, I did this and I can keep going, but still you have to do like two more years after you take the baby bar. Like exactly. it's just yeah. the first hump. And just so everybody knows the California bar is like by far the hardest test in like of all bar tests and their pass rate is like very, very low. So right. it's like, it, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yes. And all signs pointed to the dates matching up with the first date that she would have been able to take the test that she did take the test. And then we have not heard anything since. So yeah. I'm assuming she didn't pass. And I also think I read that she only has a certain amount of time to take it that you can't just like well time as far as like you can only get a certain I believe you can only get a certain amount of qualified hours before you take the test so like right you have to have a certain amount of hours to be able to sit for the bar but my understanding is though let's say you have to have like 100 hours to sit for the baby bar the studying hours um that once you hit that number of hours, like you can't accumulate more hours until you pass the baby bar. So it's like, it's not just like that you only have a couple of times to do it, but like time wise, like hours wise, it's pretty important. And I kind of think what happened was, so she was supposed to take it in June, 2019, right? Like that was the first announcement of Kim's a lawyer or trying to be a lawyer. This is what she's doing. I think she failed that one. It was probably planning on sitting in June, 2020. And then I wonder how COVID fucked that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm, I, well, I know that she took the first one, the first available one that she could take. She took it definitely. And then we haven't heard anything. So I don't really know at that point, like, is she able to retest or is it like one shot and you're out? I, I don't know, but Yeah, I have to imagine that it's going to be addressed on the 20th season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, (laughs) airing soon. I also wonder, like, I kind of wonder why they didn't wait. Well, I don't totally wonder this because she got so much fucking press when she announced this lawyer thing. Like, I get Mm -hmm. why she announced it, but I feel like if I was Kim, I would have waited for the baby bar um, Mm -hmm. and passing that. Because yeah. then at least like, you know, you have two more years. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I always thought it was kind of weird. She announced before then because it's kind of being like, I'm going to the gym guys. 
guys, I'm going to start right. going to the gym. Like <laughs> you announced right. that you started going to the gym after you've lost the first 20 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> exactly. I'm working on it now. Yeah. She should have come with more receipts than what she came with because that shit's hard. It's oh, really, really hard. Really and hard. her path was even harder. So yeah. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if that keeps going. Yeah. I mean, she, I mean, she's got about six months before people start really knocking on her door and being like, what's going on girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope she has an answer. I agree. So that's it with Kim and Kanye. I mean, Courtney and Travis are Facebook official. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, you know, Travis Barker's a huge dick and fucks. So good for girl. Courtney. Yeah. His picture is all over the internet. It's delicious. It's so nice. And I know he knows how to use it. I know his dick. Like that's been his thing since I was a child. (laughs) It's like, I like 11 had an understanding that Travis Barker fucks. Right. I mean, original big dick energy. Like (laughs) truly a tall, thin white guy fucks, first of all. But like when that's covered in tattoos and is a drummer, like it's just what he does. So for that, I say congratulations, Courtney. Congrats to the whole team. I know she's getting dicked down and I appreciate, I mean, if nothing, if you can't say anything about Kourtney Kardashian, it's that she has maintained her look beautifully and she really clearly is a size queen. And I, you know, big up to her. So true. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Teen Mom, which was a boring ass episode. And as Kara said it's probably better I had a guest on this week for it which is very true a a guest can make a boring episode a lot more entertaining to talk about and just in general I feel like I will say one thing I've been glad about this season it's been way less COVID intense than I was expecting I'm glad not to see the self-filming I'm glad not to hear Mm -hmm. about it all the time even though when they do say stuff like Cheyenne in this episode is like our bubbles coming over I'm like please stop telling me that there are 35 people in your bubble (laughs) like like, here's our COVID free birthday everybody's (laughs) sitting really close to each other probably even closer than they would if we were indoors at a restaurant (laughs) but we're outside so it's okay the only person I believe that is taking COVID serious is Amber Portwood who like always has a mask on like you know she doesn't leave her house anyway (laughs) like right I mean why do we need the mask for you to be FaceTiming with your brother like interesting I mean I figured that was because I think anytime a camera is there a production person is there she puts on the mask which I get and respect but I also wonder why like if she has it on in the car she's not like Gary put your mask on before I get in the car with you right at some point it's it's a little bit moot but okay I, I have feelings about this situation. yeah let's just talk about Amber because this is first of all Amber was so fucking high in this episode and I don't think everybody else knows when they're at lunch she can barely keep her eyes open she is fucked up wow okay I love this insight you should go back and rewatch it like she sits down first of all okay we'll get there let's start with Amber Um, she's still pretending that she's going to be moving on to Gary's property. Like she was never moving on to Gary's property. Her and Gary are going by themselves to go look at properties like module homes. And I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but at one point they're in the car together and Amber like reaches over and like strokes the side of his head. I was like, that's inappropriate. As usual, when I have a guest on, I totally forgot to add an ad break. So we'll be right back after a quick break. 
it's so in a, this whole thing is weird and incestuous and I thought like when the episode or when the season premiered and there was that like stuff where Christina was like oh she's like our daughter and Amber popped off and was like mm-hmm. okay but am I giving you money though um I, I think this is weird it's like Gary really has this like superiority complex And I get it because he is the parent and he is the responsible one. But on the other hand, it's like this whole, like, you're going to live on my property and you can pay me a couple hundred dollars. But when they went to that modular home, she was like, I could buy, I could buy these. Like, like why? She was like, why don't we buy some to rent them out? I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, it's silly. It's like... They they need to stop treating her like she's special. Yeah. I also like, I need Amber to sit down and give me a detailed explanation as to why she is not living in her home. Because Amber yeah. and Andrew were not married, which means he is not entitled to that home. What I've yeah. kind of landed on is that in the agreement, she agreed to pay for James to live in a comparable home to the one that he had been living in. I would guess that, as I've said, I think her mortgage is either lower than rent or she maybe doesn't really have a mortgage. I wonder if she bought, I look, that house she bought was like $315,000. Like, I wonder if she bought that in cash. Um, So maybe there is no mortgage. So it's like cheaper for her to just let them live there as she pays rent. But like, I need, or I wonder like if she agreed to let them live there for like some sort of concession on her end. Like maybe she gets an extra day a week with James if like she pays, agrees to pay Andrew's rent. Like yeah. I need a better explanation because them just like continuously mentioning that she can't live in her house. I'm like, well, is that forever? Like, is she right. never going to be allowed to live back in there? Because if that's the case, like, why don't you just sell the house to Andrew and like get your name off the top? Like I need details. <laughs> I do too. And yeah, they keep approaching this almost like Amber can't afford to live in that rental that she's living in now. Like it's that way too expensive. Could not be more than a thousand dollars a month. If at most 1500, like that house is not that much bigger than Jade's little house that we know for a fact was $900 a month. Right. It's, and they live in the same area. Yeah. It, it's modest. It's definitely a modest home that I and think they live in Indiana. Yeah. That she should be able, like, it should really be nothing to her if she's even halfway decent about saving her money. And she's got to be because it's not like she goes anywhere. Yeah, I think that um, Amber, my guess is Amber has very bad credit. I think most of them have bad credit. Like, all of these rich people that are rich via either like reality TV or YouTube or Instagram, like, I just assume they all have bad credit. (laughs) Um, because they're all idiots that just like get a ton of money and then spend a ton of money and then can't pay stuff. I think they all have bad credit. So maybe that's like affecting what's going on with Amber. But then once again, I'm like, okay, so why doesn't she just buy another house? Like she makes how much fucking money on this show? Like she can't buy a little, like a little condo in Indianapolis somewhere. Like what? I feel like we're like stuck in purgatory with Amber for some reason, but they aren't telling us why. Yeah, there, I need more of it. You're right. I need more of an explanation as to why, because like she could be living better than she is in that house. Like not that the house is bad, but it's yeah, like it's she fine. could be doing better. It, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. And you're right. This is Indiana. And I'm sure the real estate is much more reasonable than I'm giving it credit I for. Mean, I'm, 
that know? really pretty i mean that house she lived owns and guys is pretty like i actually this yeah. week my friend and jess and i were talking about this exact situation so we were like we went and found the article from when she bought it it was like three hundred fifteen thousand dollars. it's like in a nice neighborhood it sits on like I think like an acre of land, like a nice property. I Mm -hmm. like the way it looks on the outside. I'm like, I think it's four or five bedrooms. It's like, you can't get a little, like a house that's like one step down from that. You don't have $25,000 to put down as a down payment. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get what is going on with our life. And then it's like, okay, so I'm going to move to Gary's. I'm like, forever? Right. (laughs) Just very strange. Like, I, I just, but I'm also like... I'm just uncomfortable with him acting like she's some sort of destitute person that he's taken under her wing. Like it's weird. Gary, most of your money is coming on the back of her. Like absolutely all of it, all of his money. (laughs) Like I understand that she is significantly less mature, but also like, I mean, those MTV checks are coming because of Amber. So So I think that Gary Mm -hmm. um, and Christina got spooked after the Andrew thing not by Amber's behavior, but re- realizing that Amber could be kicked off the show because mm-hmm. if, Am- if Amber goes, there goes Gary and Christina, right? Okay. Like we have yeah. learned this, even though I know some people in the audience like want this to not be true, but when the mom goes, the universe goes. Like we don't, if Amber gets kicked off the show, Amber's universe will also be kicked off this show. And so I think that now what Gary and Christina are doing, they say it's for Leah, whatever. I think the reality is, is that they're like very scared of her Mm -hmm. getting another boyfriend, like spinning out, getting them kicked off the show. And like, this is like, honestly, more of an effort to like keep Amber under control. And I also think Gary's like, think of how much MTV would love it. Like this would be like three years worth of storylines for us. Like I think Gary's producing when he sees this and he's like doing what he has to do to keep him on the show. 100%. And when we see the preview where she's like, oh, I want to invest in your restaurant. And we see that like sad little display of squash. yeah I don't want Gary's cooking and yeah if Gary thinks that like anybody wants to sit around and watch him and Christina eat fish sticks at the kitchen table they're dead wrong yeah (laughs) so they go and look at these I get they're calling the module homes but I thought a module home was like what Janelle has but maybe that's a has a different name because Janelle's house was like bought (laughs) and then like put together like it's yeah they're I mean manufactured they home, them, maybe they call well, they also call them like prefab but I think that's like uh you know it's like calling pleather vegan leather like they're sure, trying sure. to reframe it into a, a better sounding because these look like trailers like because if you think that yeah Janelle's house is a modular home which is it I mean it's like sitting on a swamp but in general her house looks very nice like it's nice yeah. I like the layout of it. I like the way it looks, like at least how it's supposed to. And these look more like, actually on the outside, you know what they look like more than trailers that you live in? They look like construction site trailers, Mm -hmm. like the office at a construction site. That's what they looked like on the outside at least. Yeah, they're very plain. Um, The first one they saw, and they were calling them single wide versus double wides, which I I don't think Janelle's home is referred to that way. I don't think so, no. Like, that's just a house that you, like, buy pre-built, basically, and they, like, ship out the little pieces and then build it. I think that this is fully, like, you buy it and they plop it down on your land. Right. Exactly. Um, And they're nice. Like, I I couldn't tell 
uh, Amber's attitude at first, like, yeah, because <laughs> they go, these are 40 to 60. And she goes, are you kidding me right now? Is this a joke? And I was like, oh, she hates him. And she goes, I could buy this. We could rent this out. I'm like, right. oh, she likes it. <laughs> yeah. The first one, yeah, it was very confusing. But then once she saw that sunken tub and the, and the second one, she was like, oh, bitch. I love that. They look at the double wide. It's huge. Like it's fucking huge on the inside. It's three bedrooms, two baths. Um, Like you said, it's the master bath is like a full walk-in, has a nice shower, like a soaking tub. And then she's like, oh my God, this is so great. And they walk outside and she says, I wrote this down word for word to the guy. She says it to the scales eye. You know, I have a house in Geist. (laughs) We have some high taste. So when I walked into that bathroom, I thought, wow, that's pretty unexpected. (laughs) I mean, she wasn't wrong. That was a very nice tub. She wasn't wrong. But like when she said, I love how she was like, I know you probably see a lot of white trash here, but like, I'm not white trash. (laughs) Right. Like I have a refined taste. I drink my water out of wine glasses. Thank you very much. I drink my bangs out of wine glasses. And so I know class when I see it. I also like really... Amber's outfit that she's wearing here I just love like Amber has her style and like this bitch loves a pair of jeans a pair of riding boots which like I do too and then she always loves like a plaid jacket like gosh I mean we need to have like what is it about the teen moms that they just can't all of their fashion is like we decided in 2008 and that was it we're keeping it it doesn't make any sense to me and you know she probably paid a lot of money for that jacket <sighs> you know dolly parton says it'll cost a lot of money to look that cheap you know <laughs> honestly <laughs> so amber decides it's bubby's birthday you know her oh brother bubby and we need she needs to talk to him not just for his birthday but for um for advice on living at gary's so Cut to Amber sitting in her backyard with a mask on, as you said, in a camo army costume. Why did she get the costume from Destiny's Child Soldier's music video? Like, That's exactly what? where it came from. <laughs> what was that? Her brother is like, what are you wearing? <laughs> and she's like, Bobby, it's for you. I got you a costume. And then she says... The only thing I could find, I wanted to dress up like I was in the military for you, but the only thing I could find online was a slutty paratrooper outfit. And she starts laughing and Sean is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it doesn't make any of the, like, it's not Veterans Day, girl. Like, it's his birthday. Like, he, you can tell he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Poor Sean. He's like, he never really knows what's going on. And then when she was like, oh, did you hear about Gary's? Like, do they talk? Why would he know that? (laughs) Also, did you notice she had knee hot, like over the knee black suede boots on? (laughs) Of course they did. (laughs) She really thought she did something. And you're right. Okay. This is behavior of somebody who's very high. Like, I think she's high and bored. So she's like, I know what I'll do. And like went on amazon.com and like same day ordered. I mean, I look, I will say though, like she looked good in it. Like it was flattering on her body. Yeah, Yeah, it really did. And then when we saw her go to lunch with Gary and Christina later, they were like, what are you, why are you wearing that? She's like, you know, I decided this year, instead of giving him an extravagant gift, I would put a costume on myself and FaceTime him. 
Halloween? When I saw that she was out in that outfit, I gasped. I was like, what is she doing? Because you know she put that on. She was like, I look fucking good. Which, like, she kind of did, but it's like, Amber, just go buy a black jumpsuit. It will have the same shape. Like, we don't have to make a theme out of it, girl. Just, yeah. What? Instead of an extravagant gift, I'm just going to wear a Halloween costume. she also like I think so I think she was really high this whole day because she's talking to Bubby and as you said yeah she's like have you heard about it which obviously they talked about it before and he was like well I just don't think it's a good idea because he goes like well what does Christina think about it and Amber's like no Christina's so into it and Sean's like no she's not no (laughs) Sean is like Amber what are you fucking talking about? He's like, Christina will always have it in the back of her mind that something might happen with you and Gary. And Amber goes, what? (laughs) No. And John's like, yeah, like it's not appropriate for you to live there. And then Amber goes, you know, I just really wanted to thank you for everything you did in the war. And at the start of the war. And I was like, wait, how old is Sean? And then he clarifies he's 33, which is how old I will be turning this year, which yeah. means when the war started in 2002, he was in ninth grade. Like, <laughs> what is she talking about at the start of the war? He probably didn't go to Afghanistan or Iraq until like 2009. Yeah. Oh my God. What? <sighs> he was I mean- like, thanks. Like, <laughs> and Sean is like one of those like fucking full on MAGA like being a vet is like my entire personality type of thing right so I yeah. feel like he's actually somebody because I know some vets like don't really like when people are like thank you for your service like I've mm-hmm. had a friend that was like it's just, I don't know what to fucking say like yeah oh you're yeah. welcome like I kind of ruined my life doing that <laughs> like like right. you're really welcome like I now have crippling PTSD because of a war that I fought in that truly meant nothing because like the recruiter promised me I could like travel the world like right. <clears throat> like you're welcome it's just he's like it's just weird like I'm just never totally sure what to say he's like Mm -hmm. but usually I know people mean well so it's not like I'm an asshole about it I just say thanks but like I feel like Sean would be more of like the you are so welcome type of person and he was like thanks and she goes because you know you're like you're how old and he's like I'm 33 and she goes oh like it's just so weird the whole thing and it's especially weird because like we know Amber and Sean are very close and like get along very well so it's so weird that she's like read this whole situation like so bizarre like he you can tell he's like what's going on yeah I mean how do you not know how I mean how do you do a whole speech and then not know how old he is at the end of it (laughs) yeah although to be fair last year I said um because my brother's two years older than me but I sometimes forget his birthday's in February mine's in May so sometimes I've like last year I was saying happy 33rd birthday because I was 31 when his birthday was (laughs) he's like I'm turning 34 and I was like oh yeah right right because I always forget that it's like two years from my next birthday so maybe Amber is having like a moment like that but she just seemed I don't know it was just so weird it was so weird it was very weird he's always had a weird incense like incestual thing with him though always very 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 that um side note do I feel like you me and your brother have the same birthday yeah right on the 27th right (laughs) yeah that means it's almost your birthday yeah crazy that's so exciting that my niece is the 28th look at all these people with birthdays so close 
<laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was so weird. And so then Gary, Christina and Amber go out for like brunch. Actually the food they ordered looked really good. Did you notice that? I I really have, you know, out of all the things that we've lost, like I really have a difficult time seeing people having brunch. I so miss I- going to brunch. Can I tell you how fucking bad I want a plate of nachos? And please don't tell me to make it at home because go fuck yourself. And don't no. tell me to get it to go because nachos do not travel. It, thank you. Thank you. Appetizers I- don't travel. I miss appetizers so fucking much. Yes, thank you. Shout out to she listens to this podcast too, Shira. She, we have this like running conversation about things that you can't replicate at home, and not Shira loves dogs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, Shira. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. So yeah, we have this conversation about like what is it that you miss from the restaurant because you can't. It just doesn't hit the same at home. No. In delivery, nachos are for sure one of them. For me, a nice steak. Like steaks just don't travel that well. Like we actually, it was my mom and stepdad's anniversary, I think earlier this month. So we got like Morton's to go and it was fine, but it was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It wasn't, it you wasn't need the whole experience. You need the whole experience. So I miss like a nice steak, but nachos, anything appetizer wise, just fried food doesn't travel that well in general. I feel like unless it's like chicken fingers, cause you're like, eh, these are never going to be that good. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're just never going to be that good, but like a fucking like spinach and artichoke dip. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. dip. Oh, I miss <laughs> appetizers so much. So Same much. Girl. Same. So they have this like really they had a really nice looking brunch and what I'm like surprised I'm confused by Amber because like she does seem to be taking COVID seriously but she's going out for lunch and eating inside right which is why I'm confused and yeah she's in her army costume and (laughs) Gary goes what are you wearing Do you think he texted her later and was like, uh, why don't you wear that for me later? Like, you looked really hot in that. He absolutely asked her to send him pictures. <laughs> are you kidding me? Gary and Amber are fucking. They're fucking. And we all know that if she put that modular home down on their land, three and a half days into it, you would see like a shadowed Gary looking like a fucking Yeti. Uh Thing Chris- from the trailer to the house. Christina said it in another episode. She goes, I better not be catching you sneaking back. I'm like, that's a weird joke to make. Not a joke. Not a joke. And she even it's was like, warning. well, she goes, yeah, well, when you move on, like you'll have that side and then Gary and I will get divorced and I'll get the other side. <laughs> what? As long as you know, girl, as long as you know. <laughs> but yeah, Amber is so, she's so you got you should go back and rewatch this because she's so high like I kind of noticed it in her voice right away and then she could barely keep her eyes open maybe she's just really stoned like I don't even mean to be like she's on like heroin or anything but like she's not right in this scene like her eyes are barely open she's like slurry kind of laughing and she she's explained to them why she can't live there which of course is the correct answer moving on to gary's property would be the dumbest fucking thing that either of them could ever do not just for christina's sake but because they fucking fight they fight and also like why would amber give up her autonomy like that like amber has issues but like she's a functioning adult that makes a lot of money and like lives on this world in this world on her own like have your own place where your ex-boyfriend and the father of your child isn't watching you fuck guys 
exactly exactly the only she was completely right the only thing that i took issue with was when she started talking about leah uh this was wild and i this is another reason i think she was high because she like wasn't thinking about what she was saying that was so fucked up because she goes well you know like i know leah really wanted it but like you know, if I did move there, like Leah would just be popping up like every day, all of the time. And I would be like, you have to call because like, I don't know when she's coming over. I'm like, yikes. Yikes. Why would you ever say that? Even if you mean it, because let's be real, she means it. Like she Amber, absolutely means it. Amber has never lived with Leah really since she was a little baby. And even when Amber, even when Leah was little baby, like out of Leah's whole life, Amber's probably spent like a year of time total living with Leah full time. And Mm -hmm. like, I get it. Like she doesn't want Leah popping up on her because she smokes pot and probably lays around naked. And like, she lives a life of like total like isolation and not around other people. So I'm sure for her, like the idea of anybody popping up on her all the time is a little much, but like, yeah. Why would you say that out loud? It does not sound good. And I know that like a lot of people have, you know, I'm very close to my mom. So like, I understand that I'm viewing this from a different lens, but like, I know that I could just pop up at home and she'd be like, hi, she'd be so happy, you know? Uh, yeah. I know that's not everybody's reality. But, but even but- with, even with <laughs> people like, I'm thinking of adults who couldn't pop exactly. up on their parents. Exactly. Leah is 11. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't have boundaries. Like when you're a real parent, you don't have boundaries like that for an 11 year old child. Actually, so I saw a TikTok the other day that really made me laugh. And it was a mom that was like venting. And she said, you know, my daughter was screaming at me. I want to go live with my dad. And I thought, but does he want to live with you? Right. And like, that's Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that was, it did not sound good. And she Mm. laughed. You're right. She was stoned. She was like, that's what I mean. She was like, I, she was being really loosey goosey in a way that she's not normally loosey goosey on camera. Very. Mm -hmm. That was, imagine like you go out to lunch and your friend pops up in a costume, a pair, like a costume (laughs) at all. And it's not like Amber's like a cosplayer. Like she's not that friend where you're like, oh, she might wear a costume. Like right. <laughs> it just is like, it's what she does. Like we're all fine with it. She's a little weird, but it's fine. Yeah. Like she's not that like Amber is normal in that regard, at least like for her yeah. to just like pop up in an army costume. I'd be like, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> it's been the more I think about it, the funnier it gets. Cause you it's know, so she was weird. standing in her house. She's like, I fucking good I look good (laughs) that's like once I um (laughs) I was still drunk when I woke up in the morning I was going to community college and I was really into the show weeds and I I will never forget this I put on I was so drunk and I put on an outfit that I thought was Nancy Botlin inspired okay which was a pair of cutoff jean shorts like cowboy boots like a shirt with like a sweater vest on top of it like (laughs) and I remember like kind of coming to it in the bathroom at school like only you only you can at 21 when you still wake up drunk type of thing right I remember being like what am I wearing (laughs) (laughs) but I remember leaving and being like this looks good and I I think that's what happened to Amber she like was just in her house like and got a little too like into herself and then yeah. thought that like translated to going out in the world <laughs> oh 
God bless her for doing it because that's really funny. I'm going to laugh about that later too. Here's the thing. I think Amber can be funny sometimes. I The thing is that Amber can't laugh at herself at all. So she could Ever. never be your friend because yeah. I'm an asshole that like if you showed up, I would laugh in your face. Like that's the right. type of friend that I am. <laughs> but like you have to be able to laugh in your friend's face or what are we doing here? And your my friends can right. laugh in my face, you know, like totally. that's that's the point of being friends, right? Just like relentlessly tearing each other down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like if... If my friend showed up, I would, I would laugh out loud and, but my friend would laugh at me and be like, I look good girl. Like, what are you talking about? But Amber would be like real offended by it, which is why you can't actually be Amber's friend and why she can't have friends. Cause she, I feel like there are a few people in this world who have less sense of humor about themselves than Amber Portwood. Like she had no sense of humor about herself, but imagine like your friend shows up in that and then you're not allowed to roast her about it. Yeah. Yeah. We also are two people that have like long-term friends, like That's forever true. friends. Like she, it, yeah, it would never That's happen true. with Amber for a lot, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Because like her only friends are like 82 year olds that like live near her. <laughs> <laughs> she has just like a random, like 64 year old neighbor that she's quite close with. <laughs> people that she could sit out on in a, in a lawn chair remember that the couple that her and Matt were friends with that older black couple that was like they went to Vegas when they got married and I was like of course people <laughs> so strange god and god. I'll never forget her Amber I can't remember even what their names are but Amber and the woman were sitting in the car um I guess she had the woman had just picked up her wedding dress, I think. And Amber's like talking about how her and Matt like have been through so much. And the lady's like, well, yeah, you know, we've been through so much. And Amber's like, you don't even know. Like, like this is like a 55 year old woman who has probably lived a fucking life. And Amber's like, no, what you've been through, it's nothing. (laughs) I'll never understand what Matt and I have been through, which like, honestly, fair enough in the world of Matt, but like, (laughs) she might've had a point there. Oh my God. All right. Let's talk about Kate and Tyler who I will be honest. I saw people talking online about how awful Nova was in this episode. I was expecting like a lot worse than what I saw. Like she was being bratty, but I was expecting her to be like, like breaking shit and like throwing shit across the room. This is always what happens when I like read about certain scenes before I do like watch the episode and I'm like waiting on pins and needles. I'm like, oh, she was just being a brat. Like she was being a brat. Okay. First of all, who were those people? Was those Tyler's grandparents? Who are those people that they were having dinner? I actually missed the caption. I think they're Kate's grandparents. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if we've ever seen Tyler's grandparents, but Kate is close with her grandparents. Okay. So who are these people? Speaking of eight random 82 year olds. Yeah. I didn't know, but I don't think they're Kate's grandparents because I think Kate's grandparents live in Florida. They might have been Tyler's grandparents. It was definitely somebody's grandparents and I could have taken one second to rewind it, but you know, this is teen mom and I didn't do that. So (laughs) they are who they are. They're one of their grandparents. They are step siblings. So it's fine. They're both of their grandparents. (laughs) Exactly. So here's one thing that I want to say. I had a lot of opinions about this for a person who probably is not going to have kids. Sure. We can talk about that later. What's the, but... what's the point of living on this life if we can't judge things like that? <laughs> just kill me. If I can't judge people's parentings or house that I, houses I can never afford, like, just kill me. That's the whole point of being alive. <laughs> um, so 
here's one thing I will say about Nova and it's clearly not her fault is that she has like Veruca salt syndrome where she just looks like a brat so I she does but it's like cute she looks like a cute little brat (laughs) she she, okay agree to disagree (laughs) I don't know she looks like a little who from whoville to me She, she absolutely looks like cindy lou who and so it's like I, cute to watch a, like a little kid that looks like a cartoon character be a brat i think it's funny <laughs> i think it, it heightens whatever she does because she looks bad yeah yeah i agree with that it makes it seem worse i agree with i totally agree with that actually she they're worried that nova's entitled and she is she is she's spoiled yeah. but they like also admit it they're like well every time we go to the store she kate goes every time we go to the store she expects a toy but like i always get her toys so totally but i thought that what was interesting is that those pa- pa- those grandparents brought up the point of like oh we came from nothing so we wanted our kids to want for nothing and that created bad behavior i i don't know if i like fully agree that like having money equates to spoiled children it gives you more of a opportunity to spoil yeah them. i what i think it is and like okay so my mom's parents were very they were wealthy but they were very strict with like what they would buy and like mm-hmm. for school each year you know mm-hmm. they were immigrants like my mom was already like the only jewish person in the state of virginia at this time <laughs> like like she was already like very different from everybody else and like her parents would only her dad would only let her buy like two new outfits for school each year and so mm-hmm. for her it wasn't like we ha- i have more money now as an adult so like i'm going to buy my kids more stuff it was more like i was wanted bad. like i wanted more stuff that i wasn't allowed to have so now yeah. it like feels really good for me like to be able to it's like that living vicariously thing where oh. you're like like as a kid, like I wanted to be able to have more than two outfits for school. So Liz can get as many outfits as she fucking wants for school. Totally. I don't think it's necessarily like having money means that you'll spoil them. I think it has more to do with like fixing that feeling of deprivation that you felt as a child by like assuming that your child like needs those things because you needed them. Yeah. <laughs> or wanted them. Wanted them. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's clearly what's going on. I would imagine, especially with Kate and the reality is it's like, I don't think Kate ever ever showed was ever shown how to love a child um and I would imagine that for her like an easy way to express love for Nova is to buy her shit completely completely but I just really took issue with the way that they went about it yeah I it was very like it was too much at once first of all I think it was way too much like she's little still She's little, and I just feel like they could have introduced the do chores, and this is what you get. And like, it's fine to say, like, oh, give her a goal. If she wants something, then she should earn it. I get that. But I feel like that shit fizzles out very quickly. Agreed. And they needed to like restructure, like, doing things helps. Don't you like when you want to be helpful rather than saying, like, don't you want something? Don't you want something? Don't you want something? Do your chores. Do your chores. Like she doesn't get that. Yeah. She also like, I think for five, it's still a little young for the idea of like, you're going to work and earn money and save. I think that's still a little out of the, I think for five-year-olds, it's still hard to understand like concept of time, you know? So like the idea of like working hard and saving up and getting something, I don't mean it's bad to like start teaching kids at that age, but I think they just like went too hard on it. And what would make more sense is like one, 
once a week you start adding a chore that they have to do. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. And then not make it a big, yeah. Not make it a big deal, but like, okay, from now on it's Nova's job to feed the dogs. And like, that's her job for a month. And then after a month you're like, okay, I just feel like no, when they're like, don't you want to earn money? She's like, no, I don't fucking want to earn money because she's five and she doesn't care. She does not care about a dollar. And why did they not involve her in making the chart and making that a fun thing? Like, yeah, we have this thing and we're going to do this thing. And like, oh, you can think, you can think of things that you can do and write it down. And like, isn't that fun? Instead of you want a dollar, honey? Yeah. I I feel like it may have been easier for them to just like cold turkey, stop buying her stuff and deal with the fucking meltdowns for however long they last because they won't last forever because she's only five and she's still young enough that you can like train her to behave a certain way Mm -hmm. and you just deal with that and then you start incorporating the chores because she is still little like I don't think it's a big deal for a five-year-old not to have chores you know like and assigned chores chores at five is still really little so I don't think like you just ask her to like start setting the table you know like like she doesn't I don't it felt too old it felt too structured structured and like when she was like shit rocking in her chair was like I don't care about a dollar I'm like yeah yes. she doesn't uh, yes thank you she can't for mentioning the rocking. so what's 16 dollars to her <laughs> thank you for mentioning the rocking because that really stood out to me as like she was getting anxious like she was they it almost felt like she thought she was getting in trouble because she was yeah <laughs> Like they just were not meeting her at her level at all. No, and it was just, I I don't really like as somebody that does not have kids that does not parent, like I don't really know how I would go about this different. I hope I wouldn't get to this point of having to like course correct so hard mm-hmm. at once. Like I hope yes. that's never a situation that I'm in. But at the same time, well, when I what I would tell you is that my mom would have come and put her arms on that chair and stop me from rocking it because she used right. to do that all the fucking time mm-hmm. we had at my beach house we had um this spinny chair that was up like close to the wall like in front of the tv and mm-hmm. because we had a, a built we had a flat screen tv before there were things and that my grandfather cut a hole in the wall uh-huh. and then put the tv in the wall I swear to god <laughs> So like the wall of the TV was on this spinny chair was there and you could put your feet. I don't know why they just like didn't get rid of this chair, but you could put your feet on the wall and then spin yourself around. Uh And um, it drove my mom insane. And she would like come and like physically stop the chair. (laughs) And then once this kid Luke was in it, we were older at this point. My mom happened to be at the shore house. She wasn't there that often. And he did it and fell off and his eye hit the corner of the coffee table. And I think that may have been the end of right. in the chair, but like doing shit like that used to drive my mom fucking crazy. And she'd be like, stop rocking in your chair always. Um, so I think my mom would have like physically stopped me from not like Like she would have just made me stop rocking the chair, not like hit me to do it, but like stop the chair from being able to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, because I was like the little idiot that would like fall backwards if I did that and hurt myself. Yeah, Um, she really could have hurt herself. And she was high up. Those are high chairs. Those are high chairs. And another thing is like, that doesn't, everything that they did didn't address the issue of her being a brat. Yeah. Like it really only addresses the issue of like her expecting things, but that doesn't fix her behavior like what we saw at her table with that dinner where she's like you know punching running away and punching that balloon that doesn't fix that a chore chart doesn't fix that totally agree it's 
like you said, I just feel like there's like a major behavioral thing going on here, which like Mm -hmm. is honestly fine. She's five years old. Some five-year-olds are really hard, especially when you're Kate and Tyler and you like don't have a ton of parenting examples and like life is hard. I get that. I'm not saying it's like fine that she's a brat. I just mean that this is not like the end of the fucking world that their kid is bratty because there are a lot of bratty kids. But like, I don't, I think that they feel very overwhelmed by the situation and have like no idea how to Mm -hmm. even go about fixing it. I'm like, watch some parenting YouTube videos, babe. Like there has to be a better way than this. And I really do think a big way that I think they need to like be folk. I think you're right. Like focusing on the behavior less than like the expectations that she has. Right. Yeah. And also they were giving her way too much money. That was a lot, like $7 a day. (laughs) Like you guys, that's wild. And even Tyler was like, we never made any sort of money for doing our chores. I have no problem with kids getting an allowance at all. No. And I have no problem with assigning kids chores. I just, I also like, that felt like a lot. Once again, for a five-year-old, like every day to feed the dog, to get the eggs, to clean her room, to take the trash out. Like, it's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of stuff. I, and too much money. I like that when one of them was like, practice your letters. Like, I think stuff like that would make more sense. Like, like, I feel like behavioral charts are totally normal. And like, instead of having it be like, you're making money and earning money, I feel like maybe they could have been like, these are things that we have to do every day because- and like, we're going to do yeah. them and it's yeah. practicing your letters, reading for 10 minutes a day, like making sure about your bed, like little, little things. Completely. And I think you're, you're totally right. They like course corrected by starting her with the letters. Like they should have, like they overwhelmed her. And yeah. then I think once she realized like, oh, when I start with the letters, like that's something that I can do and it's easy. And oh, okay. Those other things that you told me are easy rather than like, blasting her with 15 different chores at once <laughs> and expecting her to just adhere to them and once that, again that like much better. I just don't think the concept of saving 16 dollars to a five-year-old just means anything no the no. concept it's- of saving sure but like it was just too specific yeah they and again like they gave her too much money she could have made that in a day or two so does that really teach her anything? Like you have to give her some time. Yeah. It, to understand earning. I think this also just felt very like, um, very teen produced as in like, uh-huh. why don't we fix Nova's behavior? Like we're going to do yeah. this chore chart. Right. Yep. It was totally. like, look, now she's better. Uh, okay let's talk about Cheyenne who there's literally nothing to talk about because Cheyenne's kind of on her own show she is she's doing her own thing she and that light skin coalition of people that she's found um I don't know how she's managed to find people that are all the same color as her I mean I know a lot of them in her family but like that one friend of hers actually this week though I was like a beautiful darker skinned woman that she was talking to did you notice her yes she was beautiful she stood out (laughs) she was yeah she did and I was like holy shit that woman is beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah all her friends are stunning you've said you've mentioned this before they're all very telegenic 
I love, first of all, Kyle's outfit, her like silk pajama set. She looked so chic. <laughs> the TLC creep outfit, but it's like, why was she the only one in pajamas? I, that I was also a little confused about. I, yeah. you know, it's like, it's Kyle's birthday dinner, which like, cool, our Kyle Lynn, I'm happy it's your birthday. Boz is a really fucking cute kid. He's a really cute kid. And I really like that name, actually. Me too. I think it's cute. Me too. It reminds me of Baz Luhrmann, but yeah. I like Baz Luhrmann. So it's a good association. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get a scene of like Corey calling on FaceTime. And I did think this was kind of funny when <laughs> Ryder goes, I'm going to go inside and call Zach. <laughs> she snitched so quickly. <laughs> and I'm glad Corey caught that. But then this whole like, he like almost pulled a Gary and Amber on Cheyenne like okay well I approve yeah well Cheyenne didn't Cheyenne goes thanks like right (laughs) she she wasn't like I'm so glad you're okay she was like okay cool thanks like (laughs) I did like that she said later like I don't need his approval I don't know why he thinks that but yeah it's like okay like I, I mean I still really would want Corey to destroy all of my vaginal walls but I know that that's not your journey so I'm gonna respect you fine I like I think he's cute I think obviously he's cute he just like doesn't do it for me as far as like I'm not like oh my god Corey I mean I do not want to talk to him but he's no no the thing with (laughs) Cheyenne is like I just don't care that she's back with Zach I'm like oh that's cool Zach's back I actually thought that was funny when she was like, you guys have to stop saying Zach's back. And then her dad during a speech goes, Zach's back. (laughs) She's like, Ryder keeps picking up on you saying, and I I know every day she, all day long, she probably hears Zach's back. I did also love when Ryder was like, I like Zach because he gives me a LOL surprise. (laughs) Love that. Get that. Agree. (laughs) Well, that's why like, the thing was, like Cheyenne that I like is that this all felt like very real to my life like I can I can imagine like my friends getting back with someone and we just will not stop saying Zach's back and like yeah, for like totally. months just being like well yep. Zach is back and like her being like please stop and everyone's like Zach's back and like yep. literally including in speeches like I like that she has like a solid group around her uh I didn't I don't know if we've ever met her stepmom before or whoever her dad was yeah. with did you notice her she was very pretty very pretty again a member of the light skin coalition I yeah because I got confused I was like wait that's not her mom (laughs) yeah well for a second I was like oh is that her and then I was like oh no that's their biological dad I always kind of forget about yeah the stepdad being the stepdad but yeah like the party looked beautiful like somebody had posted so for um valentine's day zach did this thing where i'm assuming it was like a company set it up but they were like on the beach and it was like this whole very instagrammable like little picnic setup and Mm -hmm. people are like oh my god they do everything for instagram i'm like that's cheyenne's job like this is her job to like take pretty instagram pictures like i know to us it seems fucking stupid but this is her job and that whole party was beautiful for instagram like totally (laughs) where were they whose house was that I don't know. And I maybe an Airbnb. Like, maybe. I want to know also where in LA they live. I have questions about like I 
I just want somebody to sit down and be like, this is what my parents do. This is why they're so rich. Like, this is actually where their house is. This house that my sister and I live in, my parents actually own, which I do believe is true. I think she said that before. Like, I just want some explanations. I want some explanation. And so she's planning on moving out of that house, right? I think she did. Did she already move out? But yeah, her and Zach are definitely going to be living together by themselves, I think. Yeah. I think she already looked pregnant in this episode, by the way. And, and you know what? I really was checking closely to see like what color was in that glass of hers when they did the toast. <laughs> was it wine or was Didn't it Didn't she look bigger though? Like, I don't, I feel like she started showing very early and in this, yeah. like in when she was in those bike shorts and that shirt, like she looked pregnant to me mm-hmm. compared to like last episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also really shocked that her and Zach aren't getting married before the baby is born. I am too, but maybe they'll pop up with a surprise wedding, you know, people do I think they might. I was really expecting them to announce their pregnancy on Christmas with an engagement as well. Like I Mm -hmm. really thought that, although now what actually happened makes sense is that like the show premiered and they announced it, which is like what Chelsea did. They always do that, right? Like they announce that they're pregnant with the show trailer which makes sense but I was really so that was like a couple weeks before Christmas but I really thought like come Christmas day we're getting like a look I'm engaged (laughs) and I'm pregnant type of announcement Mm -hmm. and I'm surprised they're not engaged yet because Zach seems to be all in on like marrying her and I would I thought like Cheyenne wanted to be married before she had another baby which like I I hope everybody realized listens like knows I don't really give a fuck if she's married or not before she has a kid like that's not important to me, but it seems important to her and Zach seems all in. So I wonder if they're just going to have a quick elopement before the baby's born or. Yeah. I I feel like we're going to see an Instagram post pretty quickly. Yeah. How far along is she? I think she's due in like May. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's like, like 28 weeks or something. Okay. Okay. She just popped like super early. And they're having, what are they having? A boy. They're naming oh, him Ace. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Ace Davis, AD. Okay. I always forget how she fucking spells her name. So now I can't. Is that Zach's last name or is that going to be? Davis That's his last boy. name. Okay. Okay. I can't remember what his middle name is, but I think Ace is cute. I think AD is a cute nickname. Mm-hmm. I Ace think they're going to be a cute little family. Agreed. I mean, they're. Yeah, I but what's there I to say hope, about it? <laughs> I hope that kid is as cute as Ryder because that would be really sad if she wasn't. He was Yeah, but at least it's a boy, so it's like it doesn't matter be. as much. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about Mackenzie next to like nothing's really happening and it's sad and weird to watch. It is sad and weird and I gotta say, like, this is probably one of my most, like, old school uh, throwback bordering on misogynist uh, views. Is that, like, I have very specific opinions about people grilling. And so when they were grilling and her dad didn't even know how to work a grill, I'm like, damn, Angie really did everything. Right? How does he not know how to grill? He's I a was in the south. I was surprised by that. Like I understood Mackenzie and her friends laughing about it and not knowing how to do it. And yeah. obviously like a ton of women know how to grill. Like I'm not saying that women don't know how to grill, but like right. he's a man in the south. Yeah. How he, does he doesn't he not know anything? 
<laughs> they don't know how to do anything without Angie. This, I mean, that really like that more than anything really was like, oh wow, she did everything for that man. Brad is very dopey. Um, yes. And I think that that's probably why this is sounds really horrible, but that's why Angie liked him. I think she liked that she could just like steamroll over her partner. And I think that like sh- what I think like every day she woke up and like had their day planned out and like he never mm-hmm. had to think ever about anything. Yeah. And like I do feel for him though. Like it's fucking sad. Like his wife died less than a year ago. Now he has to get a quadruple bypass and like that sucks. Like that really sucks. And it was it really, really sad sucks. when he said after he had his heart attack, he texted Angie. Oh my God, that broke my heart. I was like, that's the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard. And he's like, it took me a half hour. And I'm like, did you call 911? <laughs> like, sir, were emergency services called? Like, I know you want to call Angie on the main line, but like you gasping for breath and trying to text somebody who is not going to be able to really help you that's really concerning yeah and I hope that all the kids took that in when they heard that yeah when when Mackenzie speaking of the girl was like see this is why I am the way I am because mom did everything for us I was like (laughs) that's true and it's not good although that's why I am the way I am because my dad and sometimes he'll like ask me to check something on my car and I'm like what like you think (laughs) I know how to do that yeah why do you think I know how to do that you know that I don't know how to do that because you do it for me yeah what are you talking about (laughs) yeah yeah I I, wow that part really really made me sad I it was sad this whole thing was sad like watching them them go to the grave and like her brother's crying and it's just fucking sad and I mean the fact that like he had a really serious surgery the quadruple bypass and then he was in the ICU afterwards and he looked like shit he did not look well and he was holding that stuffed animal that stuffed little teddy bear in the hospital he looked so sad it was so sad and I say this as someone whose dad had a bypass that I think it was I think it ended up being a double they thought it would just be a single but like Mm -hmm. I saw him that day and like he didn't look anything bad like that like he yeah yeah. like he looked kind of bad because he had surgery and actually like they gave this little like heart stuffed animal to him and he was sitting in that same chair thing and I was like oh that's funny but Brad looked like shit and my dad looked I was like oh you look pretty good after I saw him so Brad just happened I I don't he probably just well he's well my dad has diabetes too but he's type two but Mm. my dad's like the only thin person with type two diabetes like he just (laughs) My dad is in like incredible shape, but like genetically he's just, his body is falling apart. Like he told me, he's like, oh yeah, I got a CPAP machine. I have sleep apnea. Like Jesus, the hits don't stop coming for you. Seriously. This is somebody that he works out six days a week. He eats super healthy. Poor man. Like even when he got his heart surgery, the cardiologist was like, well, there's nothing you can like change about your life after this. You just have to like hope that you do okay. (laughs) Does your dad still skateboard? No, not really. Like he will hop on the skateboard occasionally, but he doesn't actively skateboard now. Do you know how? Did he teach you? Mm-mm. What? I mean, as a kid, I used to like go on the longboard a little bit, but no, he never taught us. Okay. Because he wasn't really skateboarding then either. Yeah. Okay. So we weren't really into like, but like I had a longboard that I would do around the beach and stuff sometimes, but I was never skateboarding really. Mm, interesting. Yeah. But he, he's just like, in very very good shape but has his body is just falling apart and 
But I guess I would bet uh, his diabetes, Angie's or Brad's diabetes probably made it a little harder for recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, I hope that he is like out there being an independent woman and like learning to love himself and do for himself because it's going to make his twilight years extremely difficult if he doesn't like he needs a wife he needs some yeah he's you know how they say like a lot of men will wait like less than a year to get remarried because they don't know how to live without a wife like yeah yeah i hate like i hate that for Mackenzie, but like brad needs a wife because they they even said like his sister is living with him like Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. I think like Brad doesn't know how to, I bet Angie made every meal for him, all of his laundry, like did everything yep. for him. Yep. And he needs a wife to do that, not his kids. Yeah. Especially because he's a he's diabetic. A- like he needs somebody who's going to like, so he's not young. just eat fucking hot pockets because it's the easiest thing he can do. You know, yeah, he's, he's like 52. Yeah. He needs yeah. somebody to spend the next 40 years with. And you know what? I appreciated him saying like how much he appreciated having Angie. Like I would have rather had one happy year with her than 70 miserable mm, ones. And I, I hope know. you heard that Mackenzie. Right. I feel like he looked right at her when he said it. <laughs> and he needed to. <laughs> He's like, you hear that? Don't bring Josh to Florida. <laughs> Seriously. I am looking forward to like her explaining how Josh comes to Florida. Yeah, especially oh my when God. call her a bitch. Mackenzie did the funniest thing. Um, I posted this on my Facebook if you guys aren't following, but on Valentine's Day, she posted like a a picture <sighs> carousel, you know, of like her and Josh and the kids. Uh-huh. And obviously got a lot of comments about it. And then <laughs> she posted on her stories. I nearly forgot I'm no longer allowed, spelled A-L-U-D, A-L-O-U-D. Allowed to post a photo with my children's father and not turn off the comments. Weird way to describe your husband, no? Um, She says, if you do not support me and my family, it's super simple, free, and easy to unfollow. I've explained this time and time again. Josh and I were separated. I was seeing someone, and my stupid cousin was giving him advice (laughs) and supposedly taking my side. I really try to stay quiet, but seeing you took him back after banging your cousin is getting ridiculous. I am stupid, but damn, I'm not that stupid. Mm. She is twice her age, and although him asking her on advice on how to handle me when I was pushing him away was not okay in my eyes, you are all making things up in your head. So if you can, if you are someone who sim- cannot simply contain yourself from commenting things that are not true, please unfollow me. I love to post family photos without you all calling me trash for being with Josh. Okay. Well, sorry. That's not how that works. Okay. First of all, I have not heard her say before that she was seeing someone around this time that Josh was supposedly fucking her cousin. Uh huh. Which like, mm-hmm. who were you seeing your mom and dad like a minute before you yeah. were married? Like what? But yeah, okay. I mean, she, she always like, just like low-key slides that shit in she always does that she's like josh cheats on me but i cheated on him she always includes it i'm not sure i ever believe it but Mackenzie being the thing that drives me fucking insane about Mackenzie is that she acts like we're the idiots she's like i can't believe you thought josh was fucking my cousin because you said he was fucking your cousin thank you you are the one that we would not have ever known that if you had not said that on camera girl and off camera and online you you got on twitter.com and fucking wrote that josh fucked my cousin (laughs) and also like girl if you don't want people in your business stop giving your business to people like 
not it goes beyond even you being on television it's the fact that you were wild reckless when you when you're pissed off on social media and you give everybody that but then you can't you know it's like toothpaste you put it out there and you're expecting people to put it back in yeah. because now it's no longer convenient for you I'm stupid, but damn, I'm not that stupid. Well, you are. I, you are. I'm sorry to tell you. And also, when she's like, she's twice our age, like, okay, that's part of why we were so scandalized. Like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. Again, they send, what did she say? They sent 5,000 text messages to each other. Remember? Yeah. She, he met up with her at, in the middle of the night after Mackenzie had gone to sleep when she, he told her she was out night fishing. Right. I mean, it's just, but I'm the idiot for thinking that they fuck (laughs) like fuck me. Fuck my drag. Right. Like, why am I getting in trouble? Also? Okay. So they didn't fuck. Like you still look like a fucking idiot. (laughs) And Josh is an objectively bad partner. So I I mean, also like you were seeing someone else like good. We want (laughs) you to see somebody else. We like that. Right. I want to see her with some like, you know, I don't want to invoke the name of Javi, but you know, some like Florida CrossFit yeah, dude who's like, like fucking obsessed with her. Yeah, just 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 get Look, it over with. Like this is your death destiny, and you keep forcing Josh on us. So Mackenzie sucks, but she's a catch for a lot of guys. Completely. She she's, has a banging body. She's yeah. like obsessed with being a wife and like somebody's wife and being yep. in a relationship. Yeah, she makes fucking money. Yeah. And she's obviously willing to have a not shit husband that she pays to support. How many dudes out there? There's definitely some North Florida guy who has two kids of his own that they're going to make a little Brady Bunch family together. Come like a Nathan type, somebody who looks like Nathan. Yeah. Who's like, you know, I want to take selfies with my girlfriend at the gym. We love Jesus. We love to work out and we fucking love to take pictures and post them on Instagram. Yep. We both do keto, the There's whole thing. There's a million guys out there for her. So many. She so just many. hates herself so much. And that really, like, it it kills me that, like, she really could have taken another path and she was so close. And then that dumbass came down to Florida. The fact that she let him come to Florida. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure the fact that she begged him to come to Florida and he agreed. Right. Let's God. be real. God. Josh didn't I... ask to come and she said yes. <laughs> she like showed up and threatened to kill herself if you he wouldn't come, probably. Right. Oh God, Halbert. I mean, she really gets in her own way. I'm sorry. I don't know how they came back from him saying on camera, if you're gonna talk about killing yourself, don't do it in front of me. And then walked out of the house. And that was not the first time because she also once told a magazine, because that's what Mackenzie does. That after Bronx was born and her postpartum was so bad, he told her that he should just kill herself if she's going to keep talking about it. Which, like, I actually, not to defend Josh, but, like, I can see how they got there because he is so unemotional. I can see Mackenzie just, like, screaming, I'm going to kill myself. And him being like, okay, so fine. That's not a defense of Josh. I can see how that fight got there. But, like what he said after her mother died like a mu- less than a month after her mother died like and he was so annoyed by that he's so annoyed he's like this is really inconvenient <laughs> good god dude okay let's let's bring it home with the edwards let's do it 
I, I just have questions about Macy's. Okay. I want to make this clear. <laughs> Ryan is in the wrong. Taylor's a hundred percent right. When he's like, we only have to deal with this bullshit because of Ryan. This is Ryan's fault. Like I yep. totally completely agree with that. I don't understand the way that Macy goes about a lot of this. I still don't understand why she came up with this idea that Ryan and Bentley should go to therapy together. I I don't like what's going to, okay. So they go to therapy together and then what Ryan's going to magically get sober. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that everybody needs to unpack before I feel so badly for Bentley I don't like that any of this is on TV either. I think this is all too much. It's too much. And I just like, I'm just so disgusted by Ryan. He's, I mean, he's awful. He's an object, like addiction aside, he's just a bad guy. He's a dickhead. He's such a dick. He's not a parent. He's not like, he's running his whole family. Yeah. And he's holding them all hostage. He's an emotional terrorist. He's a tyrant. He's yeah. It, it's sick. It's sick. Yeah, because you say anything against him and he flips out. And I really think that he's probably using the power of the grandkids against Jen and Larry. Because you know the only thing yeah. that like gets Jen out of bed every day is knowing that she can go take care of those grandbabies of hers. Mm-hmm. And I think she really loves Hudson too. And so now she has these three little grandbabies who can come over and snuggle with her. And I think she feels really great and needed. And I bet anytime she bucks to Ryan, he says, okay, well then you can't see the kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, Mac, like a- I will say Mackenzie looks good this season. She looks beautiful. <laughs> good for her. <laughs> good for her. Like, I guess like her life is so awful that she's like, maybe I should just like concentrate on going to the gym or something. Like, I guess, I hope that's bringing her joy. Where do you? Yeah, I'm curious where you think her head is at. Girl, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Mackenzie's, her motivations have always been so hard to read out of everybody. Like I've, there's almost no one on this show who's made less sense to me than Mackenzie Edwards. Yep. From day one, I've never really understood her motivations. I think, I mean, she was, what, 20 years old when she met Ryan, who was, like, 29 and already a fucking drug addict and already a mess, and she gets married to him when he's so fucked up and then has two babies with him back to back. I don't, because she doesn't, and I think it's easy to be like, well, she wanted to be on TV, she wanted the fame, but she doesn't seem to like it. She doesn't seem to like it. And, like, another thing, just on a petty note, like, he had already peaked looks-wise. Oh. It's not like she was with him because he was hot. Like we were on a downslope already with him. I can't, I wonder if like she had Jagger. I mean, I don't understand her even getting with him or getting married to him. I wonder if she had Jagger and was like, well, I, I want a girl. So like, let's just have one more. Like I already am, you know, strapped to this guy with this one kid. Like I might as well have another one. I just, I don't understand. If I was Mackenzie, and Ryan said on TV that it's unfortunate that Bentley has to be raised by someone like Macy. I would have popped him. I mean, like, don't fucking make us look so bad, you idiot. Like, you know, that's going to look bad. I feel like Mackenzie, like, has to understand how bad she looks. And it confuses me that she's not, like, Bucky more to Ryan on camera. Yeah, I mean, I mean, clearly, like, people just don't hold him accountable for anything because he's got such a hold on them 
and yeah. it doesn't make sense but like it doesn't even seem like there's love between them no. like I think Mackenzie I, Ryan I get Jen and Larry honestly like I yes. it's devastating it's devastating but I get it I think that they're doing everything wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> but I get it that's their only child Jen has always been too allowing and too like spoiled him too much and now Ryan has convinced them that uh the whole reason that he's a drug addict is because she tried to force him into being a parent like that is so devastating. Plus, as right. I said earlier, like the grandkids of it all, like getting the other grandkids, especially now that Bentley's kind of been ripped away from her, even though that's not what happened, but it's probably how she feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure she, I also think that she's probably convinced herself, Jen, at least that um, Ryan is a dad now because he's living in the same house as the kids. And she probably is like convinced herself that like, this is so much better. Like at least he's around the kids, but like, I don't understand any of Mackenzie's motivations or like why she is the way that she is. And I don't even mean because like, I think she's a good person and like, it makes no sense to me how she could be with such a bad person. Like, no, I just don't get, I don't get it. I don't get why she stays with him. I don't get why, what I really, I guess what I really don't get is why she allows herself to go on camera and look like a fucking idiot at the expense of Ryan. Are there people who are, at all defensive like are there ryan stands no out there okay no there are definitely people that i think are coming down hard on macy because i think that macy isn't necessarily doing herself favors Mm -hmm. um with a lot of this and i think there are definitely people that i did see one post on reddit but i think they ended up deleting it where they're like macy is doing parental alienation against Ryan. And if he went in front of a judge, a judge would definitely let him see Bentley as long as he's sober working a program. And every comment was like, he's not sober. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So I think there are definitely some people that like instinctively like want Ryan to be in Bentley's life, but no, Mm -hmm. no Ryan stands, definitely no Mackenzie stands. I just, I can get her being messy in her personal life, I have a hard time understanding why she's letting herself look so stupid on camera. I, I I'd be like, agree. I'm not filming. You go film. Yeah. But, um, when you said Macy doesn't do her any favors, expand on that. Um, I think with like how much she's talking about Bentley this season and like how mm-hmm. I like when she made Bentley call Jen to see who's if if Ryan and Mackenzie were going to be at Jagger's birthday party. <laughs> Right, like, girl, duh. Who who's gonna be there, Macy? Who do you think? <laughs> Jen's like, well, they are his parents, so yeah. yes, yeah. Ben, Jen goes, yeah, of course, yeah, they're gonna be there. Like, you can tell Jen even is like, what? <laughs> was, what are you asking it was, me? It was weird to put Bentley in that position. So I think that I think Macy's getting. Um, I think people myself included but not nearly as much as I have questions about some of Macy's motivations but I do think they come from a good place she just like isn't sure how to go about doing them I guess is what I'm trying to say but I think for some people like she is being like really I think people don't like that she's putting all of Bentley's business out there the way that she is yeah and I think like like I still like I still don't get why she showed that phone call with the therapist. I still don't get why she has brought up like I 
I just still don't understand why she like suggested to Bentley that like a solution for Bentley's dad is going to, and his relationship with his dad is that the two of them will go to therapy together. Cause that's never going to fucking work ever unless Ryan decides to get sober. And I think Bentley is old enough now that I don't really understand why it's not like your dad is a drug addict. It's unsafe for you to be around him and it really sucks. So like, I think the solution is you go to therapy and then you can decide how you want to be with, like how you want to talk to him, what you want your relationship to be with your grandparents. Like he's in sixth grade, you know, he's, he's like getting old enough for this type of stuff. And I think that like, I don't know when you tell an 11 year old, like, don't you want to go to therapy with your dad? Like they say, yeah, because they like want their dad to be in their life. And I think that like, I don't know. I just like, I don't really get like why she's having Bentley call Jen to see who all is going to be there. I don't know why, like when Jen initially called Macy was, wasn't like, okay, so everybody's going to be there just so I can tell Bentley in advance. Like, I just feel like she has Bentley in the middle in a weird way that I don't get. Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree with that. I feel like she's trying to prove a point. Yeah. But at some point it's at Bentley's expense and that's not fair to him. She wants to be able to say, I did everything I could, which I get. I do get that. But like, you know, not to like praise somebody, but Chelsea in the same situation is not actively going out of her way to help, uh, what's his face, Adam see Aubrey, but she's also not like cutting off total access. And I think it would make probably more sense for that type of situation. And, you know, Chelsea's not like making, like saying to Aubrey, like, do you want to go to therapy with your dad? Because she knows her dad is not going to therapy with her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's just like a weird, I think also like, I, I think that this, I don't know if she's doing this consciously, but the reality is, is if this is her storyline, then like, we don't have to focus on her and Taylor. We don't have, she doesn't have to come up with other shit to talk about. Like, I think that this is an easiest storyline for her. It is. It is. I, 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 okay. So what did you think? Did you think that Jen was trying to pull the wool over their eyes about the party? Mm yes and no um I could see both sides here I guess I mean we didn't hear Jen's side but um I guess so for people who didn't watch basically it's gonna be Jagger's birthday party Bentley didn't go to Jagger's birthday party last year which I don't have any memory of but I guess that happened um Jen asks like oh should I talk to Macy about Bentley coming and Ryan's like yeah well we're dangerous peeps so he can't come and the fact that Jen and Larry don't like shut that down is so fucking annoying Mm -hmm. um they just let Ryan say whatever the fuck he wants and basically so Jen calls Macy and is like we're gonna have a party at my house on the 9th around six o'clock it's for Jagger's birthday we want Bentley to come. But really what happened was they're going to have two birthdays for Jagger, which to be fair, um, Macy sa- or Mackenzie like clearly explains to them. So uh-huh. I don't really know how Jen got it so confused, but apparently they're going to have like a second birthday party for people who don't want to film at Jen and Larry's that Sunday, that Friday night party is the filmed one. And it's going to be at Mackenzie's or Mackenzie and Ryan's house. So Bentley agrees to go. Basically, Bentley comes home and Macy's like, well, do you want to go? And he's like, 
yeah I, I well he's like who all is going to be there and she's like well I think Ryan and Mackenzie are going to be there and so she has Bentley call Jen on speakerphone and Bentley agrees to go he seems excited about it he's like what does Jagger want and then it turns out that Jen had the dates wrong or something and the party that Bentley agreed to go to is actually Ryan and Mackenzie's house and that Macy's upset because she thinks that Bentley wouldn't have agreed to go if he knew it was at Ryan and Mackenzie's house but he feels like he has to go because he's a nice kid who doesn't want to let people down Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if Jen like would think that about Bentley like we're gonna trick him into saying yes so he feels like he can't say no later like yeah that's the part I'm a little like question mark on Mm -hmm. I get like it's fucked up but also at the same time I'm not really sure what I mean it's possible that Bentley has made it clear that he does not want to go to his dad's house ever like and if that's but they haven't said that so Macy did say like he has talked to Jen and Larry about not really wanting to be around Ryan yes which but my thing is it's like is there a big difference between him being at Jen and Larry's house for this birthday party or being at Ryan McKenzie's house for this birthday party yeah because he they're gonna be there regardless that's my question right what's the yeah. difference and Macen- macy says something like that place stresses him out and it gives him anxiety it's not a safe place and i'm like okay well if that's the case like i get that but we also haven't heard her say that any other time so i was a little confused by it yeah i mean i could see that being the case if he feels like their house is like neutral territory yeah but in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really matter if he's going to be there regardless that's my thing like ryan and mackenzie are going to be at this party no matter where it is that seems like the issue not necessarily where the party is yeah because it's their party yeah regardless of the location (laughs) also like i don't i just so can't understand why macy was like well i think ryan and mackenzie will be there it's Mm -hmm. for jagger (laughs) he's two yeah they're gonna be there right like girl duh I'm truly shocked that that dog is still alive. Oh, I love that little dog. That you didn't pull a Christopher and the Sopranos and accidentally killed the dog. Oh my God. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'm scared for when the dog passes away because I feel like... It's the only thing Ryan loves. It's the only thing that Ryan loves. He was, at one point, was holding the dog and the daughter... Mm-hmm. And he was paying way more attention to the dog. <laughs> By the way, how cute was little Jagger when they like put his little shoes on and they're like, show us your new shoes. And he like got up and was toddling around like with his pacifier and a little t-shirt and diaper. And then these like little red Converse shoes. <laughs> Why did Ryan seem like disgusted? By it? Like, look at your fit, bro. Why are you walking around in a dapper in those shoes? It was so cute. Yeah, Ryan, because <laughs> Ryan's an asshole. He really has like no perspective for with children. It's wild. It's so weird. Taylor says after Macy finds this out that he's like, well, we're going to sit down and make what the decision that's best for our child. And if that makes us the bad guys, so be it. And I'm like, but what's the decision if he goes to Ryan and Mc- like, I don't know. I guess I just need somebody to explain. I need to hear Bentley be like, I don't want to go to their house. Mm-hmm. That's the issue going to yeah. their house. Yeah. It broke my heart to see in the preview that he said, like, we didn't have any interaction, me and my dad. It's sad. 
That's very sad. And I mean, Taylor's totally right when he's like, this whole fucking issue is because Ryan. Yeah. Because Ryan won't get his shit together, which is why, like, even if I criticize Macy over here for a million things, like, at a hundred percent, like, Macy's only doing wrong because she is forced to as a res- like make decisions as a result of Ryan's behavior. It, totally. Everybody's reacting to his poor behavior. I really, I hate, hate, hate that Ryan thinks that it's okay to have this like hatred for Macy. Like it's so it's, misplaced. It's so stupid. I think the worst part is like, it just sucks because he, it really is at the expense of the little kids. Like that's yeah. like, I think Bentley not seeing Ryan is like not the biggest deal in the world. Like I, I don't know if Ben, I think he cares. Obviously he's in therapy for it. I think that's great. But like, what's sad is like that he, like an 11 year old has to decide if like, he's going to go to his little brother's birthday or not. Like that's fucking sad. It's very sad. And it's like, especially because he very clearly like loves his family, loves his siblings, Mm -hmm. wants to be involved in all of their lives. And he feels very separated. And I'm happy in a way that like, there are the siblings in the home. Yeah. Um, Because then I would really feel bad. Like, I feel like he would feel more like, yeah, God, my dad's like started a whole family without me. Well, I mean, that probably feels like shit anyway. Yeah. Like he, he sees those kids every day. Yeah. It's just so, I also, I just, the Jen and Larry of it all is so upsetting. And I know everybody wants Jen and Larry to like, basically cut him off and choose Bentley. Um, I just think it's so much more complicated than that. Yeah, And it really sucks that that is the position that Ryan has put them in. Like Mm -hmm. Bentley and Macy didn't put Jen and Larry in that position. Ryan put them in that position. Yep. But I also don't understand like why Jen and Larry aren't like, like okay do you want to come over here for Sunday lunch and Ryan will not be here Mm -hmm. like is that not happening because that happened Bentley's whole fucking life so yeah it feels like something a corner has been turned because clearly Ryan is like put all of his rage into Macy and so I feel like they probably can't do those sorts of things because it's like all or nothing yeah if Ryan finds out he'll flip out Mm-hmm. yeah I wonder if maybe Ryan has given him that ultimatum like you're not allowed to be alone with Bentley I would imagine I just you know like Taylor said when he's like Bentley sat down and told them that he doesn't want to see their dad and the fact that like they can't figure out a way to make themselves be part of Bentley's life without Ryan is very sad to me and I really mm-hmm. do think it's the threat of the other grandkids I really think that yep I think that's the biggest part of it. And I think they won't say that on camera because it makes Ryan look bad. I think that we're not getting the real truth between what's going on between Ryan and his parents because they're terrified of making Ryan look bad on camera and having him get mad. But I think if we could like drop in on the conversation, it would be Ryan has said that we're not allowed to like be talking to Macy without him knowing about it. We're not allowed to do this. And I think that Jen is probably devastated all of the time. And you, I really think you see, you see Larry peacocking around, right? Like you constantly, Jen has been very subdued and quiet this season, if you've noticed. And Larry's been very loud and like, and I really think he's doing that because he's like trying to stick up for Jen in a way. Mm -hmm. 
and like make it so that Jen can still be part of the little kids' lives. Like, I just think it's so fucked up and complicated. And it's all because of Ryan and it sucks. He is truly, to quote Kelly Dodd, he's the puppet and they're all the masters. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I also just can't, putting this on TV is fucked up. I'm sorry it is. It's, It's very dark. They need so much therapy. Everybody needs individual therapy. Everybody needs, like, Jen and Larry need therapy. Larry needs separate therapy with Macy, Jen, and Larry need to go to therapy. The three of them. Yeah. I think it would really help because it seems to me like Larry has deluded himself for the sake of keeping the peace, I guess. Yeah. And I don't think he really if he really were to sit down and think about the things that he was saying and how he's behaving, I don't think he would. I don't think so either. Larry's a rational person. Yeah. You know, like, like this is, I just feel like something is missing that Jen and Larry are not telling us because like, why can't Jen and Larry just pop over for lunch at the McKinney's house every once in a while to see Bentley? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would, why not? They get along. Yeah. Everybody gets along fine enough for them to come over for lunch, right? Like why? So why isn't that happening? I think it has to be because Ryan and we're just never going to hear about it. Yeah. Because even if there was some little issue or if there was some issue between Macy and Jen and Larry, like I think it would easily be fixable because they're all reasonable people. Exactly. And I think that, I mean, it's the same issue that it's always been, right? That like Macy doesn't want to particularly have to co-parent with them and isn't their biggest fan, but like she likes Jen and Larry enough for them to come over for lunch. Yeah, completely. She she and Larry can crack over on a Bud Light and have a very decent conversation. Exactly. This is all Ryan-induced and... The fact that Jen, Larry, McKenzie let him sit there and talk on camera, talk shit about Macy is so fucked up. It is. It's very I would be so fucking mad if I was Macy and I watched these scenes and I watched Jen and Larry sit there and let Ryan talk shit. I mean, the one where he, the really bad one where he said like, um, it's a shame that Bentley has to like grow up over there was just in front of McKenzie. And we know that um, Macy already hates McKenzie, but like mm-hmm. if I was Macy and I watched that scene of them talking about the birthday party and I didn't hear Jen say well you know this is just like this is what Bentley wants like I'd be fucking mad like not even necessarily that they're not sticking up for me because like I don't need people to stick up for me but like not calling Ryan out on the truth I mean the fact the fact that he would like part those dip stained lips to, to even put out there that he thinks that what Macy's a bad mother like fuck you I would be so mad at Jen and Larry if I was Macy. I'd be so mad. And I'm not saying like, if I was Macy, I wouldn't expect Jen and Larry to get on camera and be like, fuck you, Ryan. Don't fucking say that. (laughs) But the fact that they're entertaining it and they're not being like, you know, it's not Macy's fault. Yeah. But she, I think Macy probably knows that they do it because he's a terrorist. I mean, I hope she does because that's the only way she's, because she, I mean, it would just be like, crazy making otherwise yeah so that's it for this week's i mean the sad thing about that macy storyline is i think it's just gonna get sadder each episode right like it doesn't seem like it gets better no poor little bentley also did you notice how much maverick looked like little benny yes and jade is so cute those kids are cute but we don't even see them because it's all about bentley 
it's all about Bentley. Yeah, I mean, and Jade speaks so well, and she's so intelligent. Like, I, I just, mean, she's big now. She's like five. Yeah, they're very cute kids. And I was so a little cute. bit worried once we like put Taylor in the mix here genetically, but they're very cute. <laughs> no, Macy's genes won out big time. They look just like <laughs> Bentley. Those kids, they really do. <laughs> Kara, thank you so much. Do you want to plug your podcasts with an S? Sure. You can um, listen to me at everyone's business, but mine comes out three days a week. So if you guys are interested in 90 day fiance, Bravo shows, married at first sight, those are out. Um, general pop culture. You can find me everywhere. You can find me on Instagram at everyone's business, but mine, and you can, um, I have a Patreon, which I am doing a wedding series, but I've also talked about the Bethany ever after universe and Lindsay Lohan special with Oprah right now. I am talking about celebrity weddings. I'm doing candy Burris's wedding special on Bravo, which is much juicier than I remembered it being. So you can find, I haven't watched that since it was on it's very good you can find that at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast thank you so much kara thank you i have a good one Bye. bye this podcast is brought to you by solid listen network find me on instagram at feathers underscore pod